ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's written down as an incredible fairy tale story and now we just have to go out there and make sure that we achieve the dream and we both win our fights and we write the fairy tale. When it comes to twins, they say it's double the trouble, double the fun. It certainly feels the case with Andrew and Jason Maloney. Identical twins, both boxers with identical records fighting for almost identical world titles. In a sport full of confected storylines, this is as rich a tale as you're going to hear. How much of the pair shaped each other's rise? Will we see dual world champions? Could they fight each other? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Simon Smale is a sports writer for ABC Sport. He's written the excellent feature on the Maloney Brothers. Sounds like a department store. These guys, they trade in pain. Who are Andrew and Jason Maloney? They're two of the nicest blokes you're ever going to meet. But like you said, they are pain merchants. They're professional boxers. Um, they both uh, came through the amateur ranks. They're both Commonwealth Games representatives for Australia. Andrew actually won gold for Australia in the 2014 Games up in Glasgow. Uh, and since then, they've moved into the professional ranks and have both embarked on, on very impressive careers. They're identical twins, which is obviously a bit of a unique selling point. There aren't too many identical twins going around boxing. I'm um, Plenty of boxing brothers, it has to be said, keeping boxing the family. Of course, we have the Sioux dynasty uh, in Australia as well. But the Maloney's, they're identical twins. Uh, and what's most remarkable, really, is they've got identical records as well. They've both fought 27 times professionally for 25 wins and two defeats. And in the next two weekends, or over the next two weekends, they're going to be fighting for the WBO world title in the bantamweight and the junior bantamweight division. That's been our dream for us both to be world champions for a long, long time. And to have the opportunity to do it just one week apart is really, really special. They've both got identical dreams of achieving great things in the sport. You mentioned that they are in slightly separate weight classes. Is there a story as to why that's the case? There is. And it all goes back to the Commonwealth Games days. So just to sort of outline a little bit, um, bantamweight is where Jason is. And that's a weight limit for that is 53.5 kilos, which is is not very much, um, but the junior bantamweight, which is also known as the super flyweight division, depending on who you're speaking to, that's 52.1 kilos. And we spoke about what, why, as identical twins, they, they fight at different weight divisions. And it was all because they wanted to both compete and represent Australia for the Commonwealth Games. So they couldn't be in the same division. So Andrew said that he starved himself for a year to go down to the lightest weight, which was light flyweight, which was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous 48 kilos and he allowed Jason to to stay up at the at the slightly heavier flyweight which he admits was probably their more natural weight yeah so I say that that year that I starved myself 
that much. I stunted my growth and that Jason became naturally a little bit taller. And <laughs> and now that difference in weight is probably a bit more natural. He also said it it's worked out perfectly because super flyweight is a great division for him and, and he's had great success in, in that division. And, and Jason's really been enjoying himself uh, at bantamweight as well. Yeah, it sort of works out perfectly that super flyweight is a great division for me and bantamweight Jason also makes comfortably. So we're one division apart and we can both achieve our dreams of becoming world champions. I haven't been at 49 kilos for a very very long time um so i can't imagine how how that must have been um when you when you're trying to compete at your athletic peak as well it's, it's quite remarkable it is stunningly lean how else have they <laughs> shaped each other's rise because if this was a movie i'd be thinking backyard fights i'd be thinking dramatic sparring sessions what can you tell us the thing that i got most out of talking to them is how much they love the sport that's something that that Jason and I have always been passionate about is trying to grow that sport in Australia and have more people follow boxing and, you know, to put Aussie boxing really up on the map. They've obviously always been egging each other on and they've obviously always been been working well together. From a professional perspective, they've fought on the same card, so in the same event, 21 times out of 27, which, which is really quite surprising to me. I was listening to quite a few different boxing siblings and, and indeed people who are in a relationship who, who box both as professionals, and they said that it's actually really hard to do that because you've always got one eye on the other person. And, and Jason, Jason said as much. It can be quite hard because obviously we we care about each other and we have trained together every day. We know how much effort Andrew's put in. He knows how much effort I've put in. And, you know, we know the sacrifices we've, all, we've both had to make. They spend time away from their families. I think by the time that both of them will end up coming back to Australia at the end of this final stage of the fight camp, they would have been in the States for six weeks away from their young families. They're staying in the same house in Las Vegas preparing for this fight similar sparring partners but they don't get in the ring against each other and, uh, and i'm sure any parent will understand um that is a little bit down to mum i guess spoken about all the time will you guys ever fight each other or who would win if you fought each other but um mum's very quick to say no mum's but, yeah um, mum's not too keen on it but you never know <laughs> Mum always knows best. I mean, <laughs> they joke about this being a sports movie. The logical final act would have to be them fighting each other. I, I appreciate their different weight divisions. Is that kind of, that and Mum the only thing really holding them back? Oh, possibly. I mean, who knows? It's funny because boxing brothers don't tend to fight each other. I mean, famously, the Klitschkos, Vladimir and Vitaly, dominated the heavyweight division and absolutely refused to unify because little brother or big brother um, had the other belt. The Charlos, who Tim Zhu would hope to challenge, Jamel, at some point, and Jamal is, is the other twin brother. They're both actually at different uh, weight limits as well, light middle and middleweight. Um, Tim Tsu has also said that he would never fight Nikita. Um, he said he wouldn't want to fight Nikita because he's an animal. And I, could, I think having watched a couple of his fights, I can understand that as well. So I think they'd be probably perfectly happy um, just to both claim world titles and, and unify their divisions and, and leave their legacy that way as undefeated within their own families. <laughs> it's a nice record to have so we're obviously getting to the crunch point for their respective fights how likely is it that we're going to have not one but two world champions in australia but in their in the maloney family 
any world title is tough and any and any world championship bout is, is going to be tough. Vincent Astrolabio is is who Jason fights. Um, he, he's an experienced um, Filipino. He's got an 18 and 3 record, but those three defeats, you know, you can always discount when you've got into a position that Astrolabio has got himself into because he, he's right at the top of his game and he's he's ready to fight. I know he'll be hungry. It'll be a hard fight, but um, yeah, I'm doing absolutely everything I can to make sure that I that I win this fight because the risk he poses is he he wrecks my career. Jason Maloney is ranked as the second best bantamweight um overall by the Ring Magazine and the Transnational Rankings Board. Um, Astrolabio is ranked fourth, and then they're both ranked one and two in the WBO. So look, they're both top fighters. Oh! right hand from Jason Maloney and Palikte is on wobbly legs. This is his third time challenging for a world title, Jason Maloney, so so he's got that experience. The only defeats he's faced were against Emmanuel Rodriguez and Anaya Inoue, and Inoue is, is well regarded as one of the pound-for-pound pound greats um, across all divisions, so it's going to be tough, but I think he He's a very good chance because he's fought himself back up after suffering two defeats. He's still ranked number one by the WBO. Andrew, he's got a real tough one as well. A really tough Japanese fighter, Junto Nakatani. He's unbeaten in 24 fights. Japanese fighters are always tough. It's almost a bit of a cliche, but they just don't go down. He's also quite awkward. He's a southpaw, so that means he leads with his left hand. I haven't fought a southpaw in quite a long time. But, you know, thankfully we've had a lot of time to prepare for this fight. So I've had great sparring and we've been working with southpaws for a long time now. And I'm very confident now and and comfortable with with southpaws in front of me. So it's been new for me, this training camp. It's been quite different, but I've really enjoyed it. His style is is unique um, and Andrew noted that. It's quite tall as well, so he's got a really good range on him. So Andrew's going to have to get in tight, which is where he fights best. He's got a ripping body punch. Win in a row. Good body shot. And Norbelto Jimenez goes down to one knee here in the first. Again, that can be a an advantage fighting against a taller fighter because he can get in underneath those ribs and really cause some damage. You've got to be in it to win it. Both of them are in are, are in the ring, in the big fights. Andrew's fight is at the MGM Grand in wonderful Las Vegas. He's on the undercard of one of the fights of the year between Devin Haney and Vasil Lomachenko. And they're looking forward. They said they're looking forward to coming back. Each day that goes by, becoming more and more confident that I'm going to get the job done and we're both going to go home with these world title belts sitting on our laps on the plane and uh, home to celebrate with all our friends and family. And they want to host some big events here. And that's a really big incentive for them um if we want to headline our own shows in australia we need world titles and um we're gonna go out there and get them and then definitely that is something that really does motivate us and excites us is to headline shows and to bring you know these mega fights down under and to help keep growing the sport and help the whole country get behind us and and appreciate what what us fighters are doing and join the ranks of the world title holders that Australia has, like Jaya Pattaya, um, like Ebony Bridges, like Chanika Johnson. And Tim Tim Sue, of course, holds the WBO interim junior middleweight crown. Australian boxing is absolutely flying. And yeah, that's something we're very passionate about. And we really, really are doing everything we can to make sure we both bring these world titles home.
Uh, and then we can put on these big events in Australia ourselves as well. There's so much incentive. They're so excited about the opportunity that they've been given again to fight for a world title. And I believe they've got, got a perfect opportunity to bring those belts home. Simon, here's hoping this Australian sports movie has a happy ending. Thanks so much for your time. No problem at all. Anytime, Pat. Headlines. Staying with boxing and Tim Zhu has locked in his next opponent. His WBO super welterweight interim world title defence will come against Carlos Ocampo in June on the Gold Coast. He was meant to next fight Jamel Charlo, but that has been postponed because the undisputed champion has an injured hand. It's a brave play from Zhu because he's taking on a formidable opponent when he kind of didn't need to. But in Tim's words, he says he fears no one. Cricket and big Ashes news from an England POV. Jofra Archer has flown home from the IPL early in a desperate attempt to give him a shot at playing in the men's Ashes. Archer's rolling clash with Steve Smith in the last English series was one of the more enthralling displays of cricket we've ever seen, but it's looking increasingly unlikely we're going to see it again. Right now, Archer can't get through four overs of an IPL fixture without aggravating his elbow. It just sucks, really. Football and Man City might have more money than God, a squad full of the brightest stars, a football coaching savant in manager Pep Guardiola. But until now, that has not equated to a Champions League title. This morning, the blue team from Manchester drew its semi-final opening tie against Real Madrid 1-1, thanks largely to this bullet from Kevin De Bruyne. Gundogan with the turn, and he's not allowed to turn again. De Bruyne strike! Oh, that's wonderful! He got all of that! Kevin De Bruyne sends City's fans into delirium. That leaves them in a great position to get into the final. Both teams return to England next week for the home tie and that chance to make it into the decider. The AFL Tribunal has upheld a two-match striking ban on Jacob Van Ruyen. If you haven't seen the incident, he goes back with the flight of the ball, reaches over his opponent to spoil it, misses by centimetres, and his trailing arm kind of clips the Suns defender Charlie Ballard. Here's Demons coach Simon Goodwin on the matter. Clearly there's a level of frustration, a level of disappointment, and um, you know, for a whole range of different reasons. Because clearly you know, the, the laws state that you can contest the ball. And Jacob's only thing that he was looking at was contesting the ball. So, um, you know, the, the fabric of the game's been challenged. As you might have guessed, Melbourne is taking the incident to the appeals board. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to Boxing Legends, Professional Boxing on YouTube, Sport General and Stan Sport for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.